This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to the final independent travel podcast of the week. And I'm delighted to say that I'm in Manchester, which is always a good thing, but even better, I'm at the Manchester Museum, which has been closed now for the past 18 months, but it reopens tomorrow to great celebration. And even better than that, I'm with the director, Esme Wilde, in her office, and she is going to tell me about Uh, what's changed at the museum and indeed if you've not been here before what might appeal to you so uh, Esme first of all congratulations um secondly uh, I've been for a sneak preview and it was great but you've got everything here you've got Egyptian golden mummies you've got stuffed animals that the Victorians loved you've got a whizzy South Asian gallery and you've also I've just been to uh, meet some harlequin frogs from Central America so uh, hang on what's this museum all about yeah quite what is going on really good to meet you and we are really excited about reopening so Manchester Museum at the University of Manchester is often called a kind of encyclopedic museum so it's like a kind of from A, archaeology, right the way through to Z, zoology. And it's got natural sciences and human cultures all under one roof. We have, um, we're one of the largest university museums in the UK, and that's about four and a half million objects from all over the world. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and our mission is to build understanding between cultures and a more sustainable world. And that's what we hope we'll do in our four walls and beyond sometimes. Can I pick you up on a couple of things then? Uh, People are hearing four and a half million objects and they're either thinking that is absolutely amazing or they're thinking that will take me about six years to get through. Um, I haven't seen four and a half million objects. um, So what's the story? Um, How how do you decide what um, what to include? Wow, this is the tricky bit. So um, of those four and a half million objects, like most museums, we only have around five, maybe 10% of them out on display. And because we've always been a university museum, we use them in teaching, we take them out across the city. If you go into schools, into care homes, we, you know, what are the collections for? How are they going to be used? So on display, we have only small examples from each of those collections. And we use them to tell stories, You know, an institution like this, um, learning is in our DNA. So thinking about how we can be a place that's really imaginative and tell new stories and be there for all generations sits at the heart of our work. And that's what all of our galleries really want to do. We, you know, we want more awe and wonder in our lives. It's right in the middle of the kind of university area, which is great if you're a student. Um, I'm not anymore, surprisingly enough. But um, you're going to get normal people here as well as students. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I think we will. I mean, the museum is really loved. So I know, for example, my children, who are both now young adults, they pretty much learnt to crawl on these museum floors. And we've always been deeply loved by families. You know, we are a museum with dinosaurs and mummies. Um, But we also have collections from all over the world. So one of the things that's really interesting is to look at Greater Manchester and beyond and think about people who are from a range of diasporas, a whole host of backgrounds, and have connections locally, but also on the other side of the world, and how they might find themselves in this museum. So I really hope that we are great for students, of course, and we want to be great for teaching and research, but we are also the civic museum. So what does it mean to become the museum the city needs us to be? Well, um, one very civic uh, act is that there is no charge even for the special museums. Tell me about Golden Mummies, the um, uh, exhibition that you're opening with tomorrow. Yeah, all of our exhibitions are going to be free. Um, And uh, one of the things about Golden Mummies that's really extraordinary, so these are... They are full bling. I mean, we are in the land of gold, sex, death, um, the afterlife. Uh, that's that's what you'll encounter in this exhibition. And um, they are all from the museum's collections. So these aren't ancient Egyptian mummies. They're slightly later, um, kind of when that time when uh, Egypt was part of the Greco-Roman world. And so what you'll see is there are a host of mummies, but there are also incredible artworks, statues, you name it, from that period. And it's really trying to encourage people to think a little bit more about the afterlife, to think about mourning, to think about how in this part of the world they really explored their relationship to death, which doesn't sound positive, but it's a deeply beautiful show and really quite uplifting. In the permanent collection, what would you class, I guess, as sort of the... the, the the big hitters, the rock star pieces that people are going to come and um, want to see because that's what we do as tourists. Oh, there are quite a few. So you've already mentioned the Harlequin frogs. So I'm going to very proudly say that we are the only place in the world that you will meet a harlequin frog outside of one particular valley in Panama. We're what's called the safety net population for this harlequin frog, but also Dinosaurs. So we have a an amazing dinosaur, which has been for the last few years, has been in many, many different boxes. And I mean hundreds of boxes. And we've conserved, called April, and she's a Tenontosaurus. So she joins Stan, our T-Rex, um, and we have this kind of dinosaur off between Stan and April in our new dinosaur gallery. But we also, we have extraordinary collections. One of the first things you see when you walk into the museum is a three-metre high Japanese incense burner from the Meiji period. And it's so beautifully decorated. And we've literally had hundreds of people spend thousands of hours, ordinary people, lovingly uh, conserving and cleaning this incredible incense burner. And I suppose for me, this is part of it. So what we're doing is we're opening up the museum. And you mentioned our South Asia gallery earlier. That gallery isn't curated by museum professionals. That's curated by 30 people, all of South Asian heritage, sharing their ideas, their stories, bringing those together with collections, hopefully like alchemy. And it's part now of the great tourism attraction of Manchester. Um, How is the city doing more widely? 
The city feels really lively to me. I mean, we are in the middle of um, uh, Oxford Road, as you said, and Manchester is a very young city. It's hyper diverse. So I, somebody told me that there are over 200 languages now spoken in Manchester. And I think in terms of it's always really embraced culture. So later in the year, we have this incredible factory international building opening. I think there's a real buzz in the city. Um, and I think there's a sense of we want, we want people to come together across all generations and backgrounds and really explore what's actually under their noses here in Manchester. Well, Esme, thank you very much indeed. A pleasure to talk to you. Um, congratulations. I hope the opening goes terribly well. And I hope that um, if you're listening to this and thinking that sounds good, well, just walk um, maybe 10 minutes south from Oxford Road Station and you will be here and you will be entertained and uh, enlightened, I hope. Meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for listening. Have a good weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 